Welcome to the Numa Church Podcast. For more information on all things Numa, please contact us on our website, numa.church. Now get ready for another inspirational message. I uh, just want to take the um, opportunity of the fact that we're getting really, really close to the end of the year and the beginning of a new year. Who knows that there's like three weeks and it's going to be 2020. Some of you just woke up like, what happened? For real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in three weeks, it's going to be 2020. And, and I want to take the opportunity um, to, to, to address something that's actually very important to God's heart, which is that your life and my life are meant to be progressive. God is a progressive God. The, the way that he sees it is that it's from faith to faith. It's from glory to glory. Life is meant to be progressive. You and I are not designed to be stagnant or to be maintainers. That is not the design of God for your life. That is not the will of God for your life. We're not designed. You know, you're designed, I'm designed to go further than my parents. It's the truth. You're designed to go further than your parents. Check out the life of Abraham. You're designed to go further than your past, which means that 2020 cannot be the same as 2019. There has to be advancement. And, and, and that is the will of God, that there is advancement because God has not called a single person under the sound of my voice. I don't care how young you are, how old you are, what your situation is, to inaction and the status quo. That is not the will of God, period. The will of God is for your progress, your advancement, your more in 2020. But there has to be some kind of partnership. Otherwise, we grow old, but we don't grow up. Hello. That's why Paul says this. Paul talks about how you and I... We're genuinely, we're hardwired by God for mission impossible. We really are. We're we're not called not to come into difficulties. We are called to come into the most difficult situations and not retreat, not be blocked by them, but see the power of God come upon that situation and trampoline you, propel you into something that you could not do on your own. We are called for mission impossible. You know that. That's why Paul says that. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 to 9. He says that we're heart pressed on every side, but not crushed. That the Christian life is not a soft life. You will go through stuff, right? But that stuff is not meant to stop you. That stuff is not meant to barricade your advancement. That stuff is literally, that's why he continues saying we're hard pressed on every side. We're perplexed, we're struck down, we're persecuted. He says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. He says, all of those things, all they do is provide the opportunity for God to show himself strong on your behalf. A challenge and a difficulty is not meant to stop you in your tracks. A challenge and a difficulty is meant to present you and I with the opportunity to see the power of God take you and I further. 
that's why this morning I'm really keen on speaking to us on half an acre of faith. I want to speak to us about half an acre of faith. Would you open up with me to the first book of Samuel, chapter 14? It is good to bring your Bible to church. I really want to encourage you. Hey, we're going to read a long passage today. First of all, is that okay? Yeah, yeah it's good. You didn't come to be entertained. You came to be fed. The Word of God is good. It's good to read a long passage. But I also want to encourage you this. I want to say this. Please, when you go home during this week, read this passage again and just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you more. Amen? First Samuel chapter 14. It happened one day that Jonathan, the son of Saul, said to the young man who bore his armor, come let us go over to the Philistines' garrison that is on the other side. But he did not tell his father. Saul was sitting in the outskirts of Gibeah under a pomegranate tree. I want you to see this already. Just mark, note this. King Saul is just chilling under a pomegranate tree. Who likes pomegranates? Give me a wave, all you hippies. Okay. <clears throat> the people who were with him were about 600 men. Then Jonathan said to the young man who bore his armor, come let us go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us. For nothing restrains the Lord from saving by many or by few. So his armor bearer said to him, do all that is in your heart. Go then, here I am with you according to your heart. Then Jonathan said, very well, let us cross over to these men and we will show ourselves to them. If they say thus to us, Wait until we come to you, then we will stand in our place and not go up to them. But if they say thus, come up to us, then we will go up. For the Lord has delivered them into our hand, and this will be a sign to us. I actually think that's very cute. We're going to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> We're going to show ourselves. If they say, hey, come up, we'll show you something. Yeah, then the Lord's given them to us. Awesome. Yeah, great. Hmm. Jonathan climbed up on his hands and knees with his armor bearer after him and they fell before Jonathan. As he came up after him, his armor bearer killed them. The first slaughter which Jonathan and his armor bearer made was about 20 men within about half an acre of land. 20 men in about half an acre of land. And there was trembling in the camp in the field and among all the people, the garrison and the raiders also trembled. The earth quaked so that there was a very great trembling now it happened while Saul talked to the priest that the noise which was in the camp of the Philistines continued to increase. So Saul said to the priest, withdraw your hand. Then Saul and all the people who were with him assembled and they went to the battle. And indeed, every man's sword was against his neighbor and there was a very great confusion. Moreover, the Hebrews who were with the Philistines before that time, who went up with them into the camp from the surrounding country, they also joined the Israelites who were with Saul and Jonathan. Likewise, all the men of Israel who had hidden in the mountains of Ephraim, when they heard that the Philistines fled, they also followed after them in the battle. So the Lord saved Israel that day and the battle shifted. Come on. Let us begin by saying this. Let us come into agreement that that was the most ridiculous military strategy of all time. Can we agree? There is one man and his armor bearer, one set of armor against 20 trained soldiers. That doesn't exactly give you the numerical advantage in warfare, does it? 
That's ridiculous, Jonathan. That is actually ridiculous. What is wrong with your calculation that you can't calculate the 20 armed soldiers versus one armed soldier? You don't do battle with 20. But wait, there's more. They're up a hill. They're right on top of the mountain. Jonathan is down the bottom of the mountain. That's why they're climbing up on their hands and knees. There's no landscape advantage either. Like they're on top, you're on the bottom. There's 20 of them that are armed. And you're down there on your own. That's ridiculous. Could we agree that that's ridiculous? But wait, there's more. This is perhaps the most ridiculous of the entire scenario. The most ridiculous bit is he says, here's what we're going to do. Here's the plan. We're going to say, hoy. And if they say, yeah, come up to us, then the Lord has given them to us. No element of surprise at all. Like, I mean, if it's one against 20, you want to ambush the enemy, right? You want to ambush the enemy. You don't want to show yourself and go, here we are. And if they say to us, hey, come up here. We're, it's so cute. We're going to show you something. Come up here. Then the Lord has given them to us. That's insanity. That, would you not agree? That does not make any sense. It just does not make any sense. It is the worst military plan of all time, sacred or secular. Now, my question is, how does God take the worst military plan of all time, the most ridiculous concept of all time, and turn it into a great victory, turn the deficit into a ridiculous advantage, and cause it to be a mighty breakthrough, not only for Jonathan, but an entire nation? Because I feel like there's something to learn in that. How does God take something that, 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 that in, by the calculator just doesn't make any sense at all and yet turn it into the most greatest source of blessing in your life? How does God take that which is locked up, that which is most fearful, that which is most confronting to you and through a ridiculous plan, his power come upon it, so it becomes a fountain of goodness for your life. How, how, how? There's a little bit to learn in this, isn't there? It's just incredible. How does God give you and I great victory against great odds? You see, here's the thing, right? Saul calculated everything. That's why he was chilling under the pomegranate tree. He had 600 men. Do you know how many Philistines there were behind the two, the 20 that were defeated? Historians tell us there were 600,000 Philistine soldiers. So Saul calculated the whole thing. He went to the calculator. That ain't going to work. So Saul decided, since it's not going to work, I'm going to do nothing about it. I'm going to sit under a pomegranate tree, me and my men. We're just going to chill here. And uh, God will say by however God he will say, but I've really got no role to play in that. But Jonathan had a different spirit. Jonathan, in a half acre, would not retreat through fear, 
would not retreat through calculating, hey, that's not going to work. He only had one type of calculator. It was the faith calculator that the Lord can save by many or by few. That God does not need all of my resources. God does not need all of my plans. God does not need me to cross the T's and dot the I's for something to work out. God just needs me to go on a whisper of the Holy Spirit to make something work. How does all of this eventuate in your life and my life to work out into something that literally becomes a fountain, a miracle. Well, here's the first thing that I want to bring to our attention, that God moves through your initiative. See, while Saul was immobilized by fear, Jonathan stepped into something that literally began to release the power of God upon his life, began to release the power of God upon the situation. If you don't attempt great things, you cannot expect great things. How, how, how on earth is God going to do great things unless we, we, we step into something? Here's how it works. Let, 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 let me kind of like make it even clearer. Look, here's how it works. Do you know I had at least two miracles happen this morning? Seriously, I had at least two miracles this morning. I'll show you how I, and I reckon some of you did too. When I came to church, I walked up to the front door and as I walked up to the front door and got really close, the doors opened. <laughs> Dude, that's unreal. Praise you the Lord, right? I went to the bathroom, washed my hands and then as I got closer to this thing called the dryer, as I actually put my hand under it, she would not believe it. Hot air <laughs> blew on my hands and totally dried my hands. Praise you, Jesus. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about that these things are motion activated. I'm talking about if I stood back six meters from the front door, that ain't opening for me but the only way I'm going to experience what it's actually designed for is if I step right into it and motion activation will allow it to do what it's meant to do motion activation is meant to allow you to put your hand into the dryer and only when you put your hand into the dryer then you experience the benefits of how the apparatus works I want to tell you that every single miracle in the Christian walk is motion activated. You cannot sit back here under the pomegranate tree and expect that God will do anything. God is not going to bring the seed of your heart to pass. God will never allow you to see the miracle that you're even praying for because you're back here. What God needs from you and I is a little bit of motion activation. God needs you to step, take the step. But the Lord, listen to me, the Holy Spirit is already sown things in your heart that maybe you have put under the pomegranate tree. And it's been the Spirit of God 
and you put him under a pomegranate tree because you've calculated. You've gone, okay, look, this isn't going to work out. And here's why it's not going to work out. And you've rationalized a lot of things. By the way, rationalize is made up of two words, rationalize. And you've talked yourself out of it. You've talked yourself out of it because they calculated a CPU is here. But I feel like the Holy Spirit is challenging every single one of us before 2020 clicks over to take back your half acre of faith that it's no longer about the calculator, that it's no longer about, hey, I don't think it's going to work. I don't have the right resources. That it's no longer about, I don't have the right capacity or I'm not the right age or I'm not the right look or I'm not the right qualification. All I'm saying is the Lord is not constrained either to say by many or by few. You can have as little faith as you want in yourself, but have great faith in God. Every miracle, I challenge you to read the Bible through these eyes from now on. Every miracle in Scripture is motion activated. Every miracle. Jesus would walk up to a blind man, would take mud and put it in his eyes. Now, no, 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 please hear me. Who would put mud into somebody's eyes to give him sight? I mean, if you've got sight, that's going to blind you. What am I saying by that? I'm saying... The miracle is not in how conducive the circumstances are. It's not in whether the circumstances are starting to turn into your favour as to whether you can detect a miracle or not. It could be the total opposite of your circumstances. The miracle comes when Jesus says to the man, go wash your eyes. He motion activated it. He said, not only am I blind, but I feel irritated in my eyes. It's worse than it was before. For some of you, you're further than you were before. But it's still half an acre. It's still one act of faith that I can come back and motion activate. And as I motion activate, the power of God comes upon it. Jesus says to a man whose hand has been with it for years, stretch out your hand. Because in the motion, there'll be the activation of the power of God. Amen. One of the biggest miracles that you will see in Scripture is found in the book of Joshua. Please open it up so we can see it together. Book of Joshua, chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. One of the most incredible miracles, motion activated. It was the harvest season. The Jordan was overflowing its banks. Don't you love that? The people want to cross the Jordan River to get to the promised land. And guess when God takes them? God takes them when it is the hardest time to do it. Like, Lord, if you want them to cross the Jordan, why don't you wait for the other season? No. Because that wouldn't be God. That would be you. That would be your intelligence. That would be your efforts. It would not be the power of God. I would get the glory, not God. The reason why God honors faith is because faith honors God. It's all about Him, you see. Mm. So He takes them 
when it's overflowing at the banks, when it's a mile wide and the current is just running like crazy. And he says, yep, now's the time. Now listen to this. As soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water, talk about motion activation. As soon as they weren't at distance going, okay, Lord, split open the sea, split open the waters, Lord. They weren't doing that. That's not when the miracle happened. Bible tells us that as soon as, as soon as they touched the river's edge, soon as, then the water began backing up a great distance away. The water below that point flowed onto the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Can you see what's happening here? All that's actually required for you and I to advance in 2019, not the calendar to click over, but for you and I to advance practically in our faith, in our kingdom calling, in your destiny, in what God has appointed over your life and through your life is literally to take the seed of God that's already in you, what God has been talking to you about and to take one faith step toward it. And then this is what happens. It begins to be motion activated. Can I just say, faith and inaction cannot coexist. It's impossible for faith to be dormant. Faith is always stepping out an initiative. It's always taking the next step in God for God to do what only God can do. I wonder what God is telling you to do with your life, with your next step. Dr. Mike already alluded for some people here, that may be just stepping out into Numa College. For others, it'll be Numa Perth. For others, it'll be starting a life group. For others, you've got a great business idea. For others, God has given you an idea against human trafficking. For others, you, 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 there's a program that God has placed on your heart. And it's God. And listen to me. The devil wants to talk you out of it. Don't you think... Don't you think that the devil was talking to Jonathan, saying to him, what difference will half an acre make? Don't you think the devil was saying to Jonathan, even if you did take these 20 people in one garrison, there's 600,000 soldiers just after him. Don't you think the devil was saying that? I want to tell you that's exactly what the devil is saying to you about your half acre. So what if you do that? Like really, ultimately, what difference is it actually going to make? That's what the devil is saying to you. But can I just show you what God does with that? Can I just show you from Scripture what God does with that? Because that's the thing with God. It's not about how rational we can be. God takes one simple act of faith and the power of heaven comes upon it. So it does not do what human hands can manufacture, but it produces only what heaven can do. Okay, have a look at this, right? <laughs> Infinite power of God on one simple act. What we would even call a stupid act. Label nothing stupid if it's the seed of the Holy Spirit in your heart. But honour it. Say, that's not stupid. That's the Lord that's put it in my heart. That's the seed of the Holy Spirit in my heart. And I'm going to go with it step by step. You know what? 
Faith looks like this. You don't need to know the entire blueprint. You just need to know God's next step and take it. Are we okay with that? If you want to be a control freak and know the end from the beginning, I'm telling you, you'll never live a life of faith. The only way to live a life of faith is to hear the whisper of the Holy Spirit and to take the next step. And then to take the next step. And then you watch the motion activation of the power of heaven come upon you every step. That's literally how it works. Devil is saying to you, hey, it's not going to do much. So what if you do that? What's that going to do? So what if you start that life group? So what? What difference is that going to make? What difference is your half acre going to make? I want to take us back to our text. Verse 15 says this. It says that there was trembling in the camp of the enemy. Go figure that out. How on earth? How on earth does 20 soldiers being overcome make 600,000 soldiers tremble? How? How? Well, you're right. It doesn't make any sense at all. But you can make hell tremble by just taking your next step of faith. That has no no logic about it, but that's how the spiritual realm works. The devil is not intimidated by the size of a church. The devil is not intimidated by the size of resources. The devil shakes in his boots when one person gets up on the inside and takes the next step of faith in their half acre of land. Literally, it says that there was such confusion in the enemy that they started to kill each other. God's ways have not changed. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Don't let Satan minimise what God has maximised. Don't let him talk to you and to contain you and to paralyse you into an action. Step into it in 2020. Watch the saving arm of the Lord. That's verse 15. We go on to verse, oh, it's still in verse 15. It says that the earth quaked. I love that. Not, not, not only did the enemy quake, the actual earth experienced an earthquake. You know what that means? Not even in the supernatural, but in the natural responded to Jonathan's face. Even the natural resources. You may not have enough money for what you're thinking. But God knows how to bring even the natural resources to you just when you step out one thing in faith. Verse 21 and 22 are incredible. It says that the Hebrews that joined the Philistines returned. So there were some Hebrews that actually left Israel and they went and joined the enemy. But when they saw all of this happening, they came back to the right side of the fence and they actually joined the Israelite army. In verse 22, it says those who were hiding in the mountains came out of the mountains. Those who were cowards became conquerors. All because of one little simple act of faith. What am I saying? I'm saying when you get up on the inside, you will see there'll be many others who follow. One act of faith, one simple step of faith, all of a sudden people around you, they'll start getting up on following. They'll start getting up in their own half acre of faith and they'll press in and then before you know it, the kingdom of darkness doesn't know which way to look and the kingdom of heaven is penetrating our society because, not because of a big church, 
But because individuals have said, I'm taking back my half acre of faith. I'm stepping into what God has called me. Don't look sideways to what God's told other people to do. Look to your half acre of faith. And only your half acre of faith. I want to tell you that even though there was great odds against them, but God is greater than any great odds. Would you agree? Come on. God is greater than any great odd that you've got facing you. You, you, can, you can have great odds because you're too young or too old or, or not the right colour or, or you, don't, they don't have, you don't live in the right postcode or you don't have the right qualification. You, you think they're great odds, but with God, they're nothing. They're the things, God does not move in my life because of my strength. He moves in my life because of my faith. When God measures a man, he does not measure what a man or a woman does for him. He puts a tape measure around your heart. And he literally sees the love and the faith that you have in your heart. And that's all that matters to God. Open up with me to the book of First Peter chapter 1. Have a look at this. First Peter chapter 1. You who are kept by the power of God through faith. I just want us to see that. You are kept by the power of God through faith. There is only one conduit to the power of God in our life. It's not our intelligence. It's not our capacity. It's not our experience. It's not our expertise. It's not your plans. The only conduit to see the power of God, not what I can produce, but what God can produce in my life is faith. It's actually leaning on, trusting God for the absolute impossible. This is where Jonathan's language was so much better than Saul's language. Saul, his behavior and his language set him under a pomegranate tree. But Jonathan said, this is the language of faith. The Lord is not constrained to say by many or by few. God does not need everything that I am and everything that I have. He doesn't need all of that. He needs my faith. He needs me to partner with him. And the power of God is enough for every situation. The power of God is enough for your particular situation. I wonder right now what you're going to do about it in 2020. Are you going to receive this and be thinking to yourself, you know what? Yeah, good message. I really like the message. I really enjoyed it. Or are you actually going to get up on the inside? Has the Holy Spirit spoken to you enough to know that? Hey, you know what? I'm taking back my half acre of faith. I want to say to somebody today that the miraculous always begins with a yes. The supernatural power of God always begins with a yes. You see, Noah had to say yes to God. He wasn't even a carpenter. But he had to say yes to God so that he can build an ark that would save humanity. But he had to say yes. God, I don't know how. I don't know where the resources come from. I, I, I don't know how all of these dumb animals are actually going to get on this ship that you want me to build. I don't know what I'm going to tell the people. The people are going to mock me. Like all of those questions that would be normal for any sane human to ask. He laid aside all of that. And all he could say to the voice of the Lord was, yes, Lord. Moses, when you go up against the superpower of that time with all the horses and chariots and God says to you, I want you to overcome and I want you to deliver and you're going to do it through a stick. 
all of those chariots, all of those hundreds of thousands of trained soldiers, and you're telling me he's a stick? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Who knows that one with God is the majority anyway? Okay. All right, Lord, I'll do it. Mary, to bring the Savior of the world, had to say, let it be done unto me according to your word. That was the only way that the power of the Most High could overshadow her. And she can bring the Christ who has saved you and I this very day because she said, yes, Lord. You know what I'm feeling right now? I'm feeling like the Holy Spirit is sending out like Uber signals. You know, you know, you know, you know when you book an Uber, how kind of like the signals go out? And the next available driver picks it up and says, yes, I'll take the job. And then they take the job, they get the job and they get the reward of the job. I feel like the Holy Spirit is actually sending out an Uber signal to your life and seeing who in this congregation is going to say, yes, Lord, I'll take the job. I'm not going to shy away as I did in 2019, but I'm going to step into it in 2020. I'm going to take back my half acre of land. I'm not going to be paralysed by fear or inaction, but I'm going to take my next step. This is crazy, but for some of you, you need to ask the girl of your dreams sometime soon. I mean it, because God's got a purpose for that life partnership. Stop it. There's an Uber signal being sent out. You know your half acre of land. I don't have, I don't have to... I don't have to go on about it. There's a half acre. You're either going to retreat and sit under a pomegranate tree and experience Groundhog Day, or you're going to buy faith. Say, I'm taking back that half acre of land and watch the power of God come and do what only God can do in this next year. I just want to remind us that all the promises of God not some, all the promises of God, all the promises of God in Him are yes by us and amen by heaven to the glory of God through us. You say yes, God says amen from heaven and will send you all that you need. You don't need to dot the I's, you don't need to cross the T's, God is not looking for a perfect plan. He is looking for a man or a woman who will believe Him. I am not called to work it out. I am called to believe because nothing is impossible with those who believe. If faith makes you nervous, good, it's meant to. It's good, it's actually meant to. I'm telling you now, have as little faith as you like in yourself, but have great faith in God. I don't have faith in myself at all. But, but I do believe the Scripture I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's not looking to my power, I'm looking to His. Half acre of faith, my friend, 
Are you, is this just another message? Or are you going to allow God to actually do something so significant in your life? God is actually sick of the status quo. He hasn't called you to the mundane or to maintain a life. That is not the will of the Holy Spirit. The will of the Holy Spirit is you go from glory to glory. That you go from faith to faith and strength to strength. I'm telling you, somebody here has got some ideas around especially human trafficking. I'm telling you, God's calling it out of you. Don't calculate. Don't sit here calculating. Oh, but I don't have enough expertise. Do I know enough people? No, 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 no. You've got a seed of the Holy Spirit and God wants you to motion activate. Just take the next steps and watch what supernatural doors the Lord will open. How will people be healed unless we motion activate and lay hands on the sick so that they can recover? How will people be saved if we've got our mouth closed and we don't motion activate, but we share the Gospel, believing that it's gonna change our friends and families? It's time to take back the half acre of faith. Thank you for joining us for this message today. We don't assume that every person listening has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so today, we invite you to begin following Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. The Bible teaches that every one of us has been created for a relationship with God. Sin has separated us from that relationship, but God loved us so much that He gave us His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus lived, died and rose again, conquering sin, Satan and death itself. If we believe in our hearts that God has raised Jesus from the dead and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. So if you are ready to pray in faith, turning away from your sin and believing in Jesus for your salvation, please pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and I ask you to forgive me and cleanse my heart from all of my sin. I receive by faith the free gift of eternal life and I ask that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit. I thank you that I am born again as a child of God and that you have made me a new creation in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. If you have prayed that prayer for the first time, we would love to know and help connect you to a local church in your area. You can contact us on our website, numa.church. Thank you for listening.